Shall we get on with some honourable mentions? <laughs> there are no guests here. No guests here. No, no one hiding in the corner. No one hiding in the closet. They're not going to pop out at any point. I don't know why. This is true. I don't. I'm not like seeding anything, listeners. Yeah. I'm not like. <laughs> You've already dug yourself into. A I know, hole but right here. Every, all the listeners are going to think, "Oh, I get it. They're seeding something that's going to happen later." As far as I know, not. <laughs> we haven't planned anyone to jump out halfway through. There's no surprises here. No. Um, but the more I say that there aren't, the more you're going to think there probably are, aren't there? No. No. Sorry. No. I mean, Jennifer Garner's downstairs. Yeah. Chicken Run was one of the suggestions we got this week. <laughs> we could pull her up just for that. I mean, I've not got it written down because oh, yeah. I knew she was not going to be on the show. So. Yeah, she's baking a cake. <laughs> just just to make her feel better. I've, I've, <laughs> I've not put Chicken Run on, on the bill this week. <laughs> so, Which is strange because, you know, when, when I'm staying in hotels with her, yeah. um, Chicken Run is always on the bill. Uh, like the pay per view bill. <laughs> like two I'm or surprised three times it's. Over. I'm surprised it's on. It's on. It's on those locked channels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> locked channels. It's like XXX channel. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and and then uh, Ardman channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to ring up room service to clear that you've got you you you're eighteen or over. Do you go down to reception and look at the receipt and go, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I didn't. I didn't order this. I didn't order these. Honest, honest. I didn't order this. I didn't order Chicken Run. Honest. Looking around at everyone around you. <laughs> I wasn't watching Chicken Run. <laughs> Stop looking at me. <laughs> oh, but Triple X Babes. Yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, yeah. no, I watched Triple X Babes. That's, yeah. Triple X Babes. Yeah, that's it's just. <laughs> Charlie's Angels apart from with uh, Vin Diesel yeah um, <laughs> oh no I was going to go another way I was going to go uh, the film Triple X starring Vin Diesel but he's a baby <laughs> <laughs> well that's what it is yeah. except that he because he's a baby he can't do his extreme sports anymore yeah. so he's got to hire three uh, sexy babes <laughs> to become the Triple X babes <laughs> Just, I, oh, I just really like the idea of Vin Diesel, but he looks like a baby already. Yeah. So yeah. you just sort of shrink, <laughs> shrink him, him down, down yeah. yeah, like uh, Paul Rudd in Ant Man when yeah. he's when he's walking around that school. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest things thing I've ever seen. Yeah, in the most mediocre and movie, the, and the best part of that movie. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> the be- yeah, the best part of the movie is when Paul Rudd is walking around at, at <laughs> two size. feet high. Yeah. Yeah, so I was watching Carnival Row last night, and Orlando Bloom... I know Orlando Bloom is English, Yeah, but that's the most American doing an English accent I think I've ever heard, uh, apart from uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, of course. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it feels like a stereotype of a British accent, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. More it, than anything. It is kind of like Alan Buxton, famous guy. This, like, that is exactly... <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to do yesterday when we were watching it. Like, halfway through, just like... Uh, uh, that's just how it goes on the road. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the thing is with, like, uh, with Carnival Row, mm. is... Uh, if for those who don't know, I guess it's uh, uh, Amazon Prime uh, original. Um, yeah. Like starring Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom. Yeah, about like fairy people, but in like a sort of twenty, uh, like like nineteenth century sort of 
Yeah, it's it's sort of post World War One, I, I would say. I think it maybe like just before, maybe yeah. that sort of area. Yeah, um, like uh, sort of House Moving Castle, sort of Georgian era, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think so. Yeah, Georgian steampunk era with uh, humanoid aliens. No, humanoid they're fantasy yeah. creatures. They're, they're, they're fairies. You yeah, know, you got your, you got your fairies. You got your your, your, your horned. People? Men with yeah. hooves and stuff. Yeah, you got little little kobolds, yeah. little tiny little boys. Yeah, best, just all sorts of stuff. Best bit of the series that yeah. so far. Seeing seeing these little little six inch kobolds performing a play on a tiny <laughs> stage. Anyway, um, like the the funny thing about it is that it uh, for me it's good concept. Yeah, great concept. In fact, <laughs> um, uh, the story yeah. is good so far. Yeah. I'm enjoying what's happening in the show. Yeah. Um but the dialogue's crap. <laughs> and the thing is with with that, it just has this kind of sheen of like this is a bad show. Do you know what I mean? Like when when the dialogue's bad, yeah. you you get this feeling of like, oh man, I shouldn't really be paying attention to this, which leads me to want to like wisecrack it all the time and yeah, sort yeah. of like talk over it. But the problem is that the story is so complicated that it requires you to pay attention as much as you were for yeah. every episode of Game of Thrones. I mean, not as not as uh, law heavy as Game of Thrones, really. Like, I think so. Like with Game of Thrones, it is a lot of people, but. Like just just humans. With this, you can kind of get through the show. Don't tell sure. kind of what's going on. Yeah. Um, but we're only on episode two, aren't we? Yeah. Carnival Row. Um, I've kept. I, I keep having to rewind things to find out what's happened, though. <laughs> like I keep whenever we whenever we like start start wisecracking, I just like go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. missed what she was. The thing saying. is, the thing is, it's just become part of the way we watch it. We're yeah. gonna rewind it because because we can't help but wisecrack about <laughs> yeah. about this show. Is it has one of the dumbest like written pieces of dialogue. <laughs> Like we've ever seen in like a in a very serious TV show. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're just like this That's is in cheek. this is like a bot has seen a load of procedural dramas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't save them all. I can save one. <laughs> like I can he, save one. He, <laughs> I can save one. <laughs> Orlando Bloom, like. I don't know what ever possessed me to think he was actually a good actor. It's weird. The thing is, when he's just staring off into the distance, you go, yeah. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Whenever he opens his mouth. I think that's just his face. Yeah. I think his face just looks like a good actor's face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I guess. Because, like, he's he's cast alongside Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne, who infamously... Everything I've seen her in, she's been bad. Yeah, yeah. So well, I think uh, Suicide it... Squad and um, Valerian. Valerian, City of a Thousand Planets. I've got a theory, right? Yeah. It might be something to do with her hair. Right. Like a kind of reverse Samson. Because in Suicide Squad <laughs> and Valerian, she's got long hair. Yeah. And I can't stand her yeah at all like she's all right in this isn't she yeah she's pretty good in this short hair yeah i don't i don't think that's just i don't think that's it i think it might have something to do with the actual you know the craft the craft of the of the of the actor 
I'm going to go with the production yeah. direction. Yeah. Um, like, it was clear that there wasn't any direction in Suicide Squad. No. Um, and, uh, like, it was it was hot helicopter uh, executive producing. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, like, in Valerian... I'm not sure anyone knew what was happening uh, because imagine imagine spending an entire filming process but in a room that's just blue and green uh, walls. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't think anyone knew what was happening. No, no. It's much like the Star Wars prequels. I enjoyed the Star Wars prequels to Valerian um, <laughs> because I kind of got what was going on. Yeah, uh, Valerian. No fucking idea. Sorry, I misinterpreted what you just said yeah. and thought you said that the Star Wars prequels were prequels to Valerian. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in a way, they're uh, not. Um, <laughs> in a way, they're not. Um, but, yeah, Coradelavine, right, I I think I've gone on record on this podcast and said I don't like her. Yeah. Yeah, a few times. I think it's it's a case of... I think when we went to see Valerian, I was like, "Why? What? Dane DeHaan, I still can't stand." No, I, yeah, he, he hasn't done anything to 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 uh, better himself in my eyes. No, no, no. Like, like they both look ill in Valerian. They do. They both look really ill. Dane DeHaan looks more ill than she does, but they both look really ill. Yeah, and and again with with the short hair, I I think she's. I don't think it's the short hair. I don't Tom. think it is. You can't get a sample size of three and then go yeah, with short hair. Yeah, with short <laughs> hair, she's all right. I think you need you need a second good feature with her in short hair that is good. Yeah, and, and, a, and another one to, with long hair yeah, that's bad to start that to start that that graph. I really don't think you've got the data. To Remember it. who pitched it. <laughs> right, next time Cara Delevingne is something with long hair. I think you might be uh, like giving too little credit to Cara Delevingne when you, when you say, oh, I saw her in something good. It must be the hair department. The thing is, the thing is clearly, clearly she's, she's been to acting class since Valerian. Yeah, or she just understands what's going on. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah fair enough. If I read the Valerian script, I wouldn't understand either. No, 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 no. Um, like uh, City of the Thousand Planets. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happening there. Um, um, Dame DeHaan's in it. Yep. R- R- Rihanna knew what was going on. <laughs> yeah, but she was only involved in like four scenes. The thing is, I don't think Rihanna was trying to know what was going on. That's no. why she was the best actor in it. Yeah, she's, and that's because she uh, ate the scenery. Yeah. Like, she, because the scenery wasn't there, there wasn't any eating to do, uh. she was the most important thing on the screen and uh. it showed. Yeah. <laughs> like we knew who she was, we knew what she was about, and she performed and did so admirably. The thing is, right, Cordelia's <laughs> hair. <laughs> I d- <sighs> We're gonna have to wait and see. Well, I'm gonna have to go see more Cordelia Bean films. It's gonna have. It's gonna be like one of those these these Nick Cage things, isn't it? Nick Where, Cage, good or bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're gonna have to start a chart, mm. but she's gonna have to be in more stuff. For yeah, that yeah, to yeah. Clearly, clearly. Uh, I mean, I watched an interview with her on Graham Norton show yeah. where she had short hair, and she was really good, she in, was that. good in that. I mean, she was playing herself. Yeah. So it's like Wasn't much work to do, but you know, holds up the theory. Tom yeah, holds it, up the it, theory. it holds up the theory. Um, in a way, it's sort of fifty percent holds up the theory. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. But again, she's she's great in Carnival Row. She's good. Yeah, she's like, she is. She is. You, you, does a does a passable Irish accent. Yeah. Um, in fact, quite a few people do passable Irish accents in that. In that. <laughs> I assume do some of them are Irish. Passable accents. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando Bloom. You may or may not believe he's from England. Yeah, you might. <laughs> you might. <laughs> you might. I mean, he is from England, and <laughs> yeah. it looks as though he's struggling to do the accent. Yeah, but I reckon Boris Johnson is angling to send him back. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows where they're going to send him back to. Him back potentially to, uh, New Zealand. <laughs> potentially New Zealand, potentially Florida. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> where has he come from? He bloomed from Orlando. <laughs> I think I think they're going to send him back to New Zealand because they think he's actually an elf. <laughs> That's where all elves come from, apparently. Yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, Middle Earth. Mm. This is in New Zealand. God damn it. Oh, shall we record a podcast? Um, actually, uh, elves don't come from Middle Earth. Uh, they simply settled on Middle Earth as there is a continent that the elves originally came from. Is it important to the story, JR? Ah. Uh, is think... it important? <laughs> is it important? I think you'll find to the fucking narrative. That my name is JR Tolkien. I, I know. I corrected myself. Thanks. Is it important to the story that elves come from another continent? Do you ever touch on this at all? Yes, in my book, The Silmarillion, you'll understand. If you had just read that, you'd understand that... uh, I've not got time. I've got got a podcast to record. Uh, I think you should go away and think very hard about your priorities. I've not got time. I read, I read, I read the first few pages of Lord of the Rings, and it was it was too much. That there were too many words on one page. Uh, I think if you are of any kind of intellect, you would understand that there is an efficiency to putting more words on a page. And if you can understand, me describing every leaf on a single tree is very important to the plot because it shows that I have put the work into developing a perfect... It's it's really not. No one will ever go there. I think you're being very mean, Thomas. I I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to tell on you. Go back to fucking Oxford or wherever you're from. I'm telling mum. Good. Poo head. This week's title is... (laughs) (laughs) So, from Phil Walters, we've got The Men Who Stare at Goats. Okay. Hmm. All right. So it's it's long been rumoured hmm. that goats um, have some kind of were you know when you see um, Satan yeah. in 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 ancient pictures. <laughs> you of... know when you see Satan. Yeah. Hey, Satan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I I'm know always, when you see Satan. I'm always seeing Satan. Yeah. Um. Uh. Gonna see him for lunch this afternoon. Um, when you see Satan depicted in Middle Age drawings or like Middle Ages drawings or, or anything, you know, kind of forty-year-old <laughs> yeah, forty-five-year-old sort of drawings. <laughs> uh, no, like middle, drawings from Middle Ages or yeah. drawings from like various other time periods. Oftentimes, and and this this is true of a lot of other mythical characters. Um, they're drawn with um, horns, 
goat yeah. horns and uh, goat hooves. Mm. And well, you, some people think that's because goat is, the goat is, is, is perceived as evil. Mm. But as we know from our, from our myths, evil is often synonymous with knowledge, right? And it's, and it's rumoured, therefore, mm. in mystical circles that goats hold universal truths to the universe. <laughs> like they, they know something. Mm. And the important thing to, to note here, Tom, is that the goats know something. Okay. <clears throat> Meanwhile, what do they know? Something. Okay. Like they know they they oh, know the, like the, the, sort the, of the meaning of life, uh, or like the yeah. something tangled up with the origins of the universe. Okay. Yeah. No one knows. Mm. But the important thing is that people think that these guys have got something. Mm. Meanwhile. Boston University Archaeology Division. Okay. It's only... Uh, Brendan Fraser. It's only Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Um, and he's and he is working on... Uh, that could be the alternate name for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Brendan it's Fraser. Only Brendan Fraser. Um, so, um, Brendan Fraser is... Uh, like he's he's working very very hard on on a, on a find he's he's come up with, but they're like this isn't good enough, uh, Brendan Fraser. What's this? You you you're looking for what you're looking for? Wizards? We paid for your we paid for your journey over to over to the United Kingdom mm. so you could look for Merlin for four months. <laughs> and what have you brought us? A floppy novelty hat. And he's like, um, actually, this is a this is a hat uh, made from a silk that doesn't hasn't seemed to degrade at all hmm. over, over from from the Middle Ages. It's it's pretty amazing. Okay. Uh, uh, but they're like, no, we're cut, we're pulling the plug, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Unless you can find something completely and utterly mind blowing, universe altering, you're losing your tenure, and uh, and we're sending you. Uh, we're 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 banning you from the university. You'll never work in archaeology again. <laughs> All right, that's that's a bit harsh, but yeah, I can see I can see why they'd be annoyed. John Oliver is the guy who. Um, uh, of course, yeah, yeah. of course, like John Oliver, <laughs> angry at Brendan Fraser for going over to Britain and getting a floppy hat. Yeah, <laughs> that's essentially what's just happened. Yeah. Yeah, a British man in America who yeah. just got annoyed at Brendan Fraser going off to get a floppy hat from England. Yeah, okay. Four months you were there. We paid for everything, and you said you'd come back with proof that Merlin existed. That's sort of like a sixty percent good John Oliver impression. <laughs> like, it's not your best one. No, no, but it's like it's sort of like it's all no right. Ben Mendelssohn. No, it's no Ben Mendelssohn because that's like a hundred percent good. <laughs> Hundred percent good, twenty percent knowable. Like, <laughs> whereas John Oliver, John Oliver is like sixty percent good, fifty percent knowable. Yeah, like eighty percent knowable, maybe. And for our American listeners, they might know who John Oliver is. In England, ironically, no and also one. our American listeners might think that's a brilliant John Oliver impression. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, I mean, I mean, to, to some American listeners, we've been doing a John Oliver impression the entire episode. <laughs> true um uh we love you guys um so yeah uh, basically he's desperate mm. so he goes out to the only place that um uh he goes back through you know the men who stare at goats actual like scenario where um <laughs> like 
they thought oh, that it's people like the could new develop world, psychic. It's the New World Order stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, like new. It's, it's like the blending of uh, when when people were desperate. Um, to, oh for, no! Yeah. It was it was the Reagan thing. Yeah, they it were was, trying to develop uh, psychic powers. They were trying to make Jedi's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were trying to develop psychic powers. Um, and and so he goes through that whole scenario, mm. looks back and realizes that, um, like they they were onto something, but it wasn't that. That is an older story. Mm. People people staring at goats. They weren't trying to. Kill the goats. Yeah, yeah. That was a misinterpretation. Yeah, they were trying to. They were trying to glimpse something knowledge. deep in their eyes, and apparently, there has been an ancient, uh, let's say, French cult mm. that's been doing is rumored to have been doing this since the Middle Ages. Mm. Right? They have. They have been like the the. This is what the French Revolution was really about. Men who stare at goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was about someone. Someone is rumored to have found that truth, mm. and the uh, peasants' revolt was whipped up to kill him before he managed to get it to anyone else's oh, ears. Good lord! Yeah, that's that's given a whole new meaning to Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's the stakes we're dealing with, right? Yeah. He goes on his own money. Yeah, I think he 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 sells. Uh, one of his uh, like his favorite one of his favorite things, or borrows money. I don't know something we need to we need to, to kind of seed something here where it's, it's it's a character moment. How does he get this money? He robs a France. bank. He robs a bank to get to France. Yeah, yeah. He, he robs a bank and there's no consequences. And there's to an it. airport next door. Yeah, and yeah. He just walks out of the bank. Yeah, walks yeah. And, Walks into the thing. Pays in cash. Cash for a ticket and then flies to France. Yeah. There are no consequences to that bank robbery. Yeah. Or or illegal getting out. Of, well, I mean, because there's no consequences, you can fine. just get on the airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. It. So he more films should do that. Yeah. So he gets to France, right? Yeah, um, and he is looking for this uh, this stuff. So he's going through a load of old castles, mm. and he meets uh, on uh, in in the process of, of of getting to this old castle. Mm. Uh, he meets. He's in a museum looking for some relics of of this time. Um, and uh, he meets, let's say, uh... oh, what's her name? Um... I don't know. Cara Delevingne. Cara... He meets Cara Delevingne, Tom. Yeah, yeah. He meets Cara Delevingne. Um, and, um... Brendan Fraser and Cara Delevingne. I-, I always hoped those kids would get together. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of those was a kid when the other was not a kid. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so Brendan Fraser he meets Cara Delevingne, and um, uh, and she is like a mysterious. She's she, but she is uh, a kind of. I don't know if she wants to be working at the museum. She wants a different skill set. What's her her skill set? She can be like a treasure hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's, June Moon. <laughs> She yeah. she is trying to steal the thing. She he's in the museum yeah, yeah. looking at this artifact, mm. and she steals it from right in front of his eyes. That's the thing. No consequences. No consequences. No consequences. No consequences. She thinks until Brendan Fraser. Because this is such this is such an ignored part of the museum. Yeah, you've got to go through like a bunch of weird doors and like turn left, right, left. He's following this ridiculously complicated map. Yeah, right. And um, he gets there, and she's like, yoink, and wanders off. No alarms, because nobody cares. Yeah. 
about this thing. It's been forgotten for ages. Gets out of the... Uh, he, he follows her um, out, into the, out into the car park. Mm. And he's like, hey! Hey! You just stole that! <laughs> She's like, this has never happened before. She's just stolen stuff. I stole what? She French. What did I steal? I, I, I can't see nothing. Okay. She's got her hands behind her back. <laughs> and he's like, all right, then. Walks off, consequenceless. <laughs> Walks off, consequenceless. She turns around. Aha! <laughs> she turns around to leave. Yeah. <laughs> he can see it then. Yeah. Uh, and he, he he runs up. He's like, I just want to look at it. I don't I actually care. Yeah, yeah. I've got no... I, I, he explains, I've just robbed a bank. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Completely con- consequence-free. Let's Let's team up and... Find a goat to stare at. Yeah. <laughs> now we've had a look at this tablet. What it really means, it, it kind of goes back to the Genesis mm-hmm. in the Bible. Yeah. Like God said, don't eat from this tree. Yeah. Also, there's a goat over there. <laughs> don't, look every, don't, don't look at it. Don't look at it in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at that goat in the eye. Whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the snake's just like, yeah. Mm. Go, go and eat. Go and eat that. Fruit from that tree, and and, he, the, and Eve does. And the snake's like, and don't look at that goat don't, in the eye. Don't, don't you fucking dare look at that goat in the eye. And she, even and, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Eve just like, well, now I've fucking got to. Like, you're the bad one in this scenario, right? You're telling me to eat this fruit. I've eaten it. I've, I've done. I've done what you've said. I, I really need to go look at that goat. <laughs> like, <laughs> and before she can, God. Comes yeah, down. yeah, like yeah. he's like, nah, you're out. <laughs> yeah, you're out. And she's like, I really wanted to see what would happen when I stared that goat in the in the eye. And that's what this this artifact, this 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 pyramid, um, <clears throat> explains. Mm. Um, and so and it, it gives them a clue to go to 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 a cliffside in France there, mm. um, because this is the stone. This, the stone it's made from is made from the cliffside. The only she says, Cara Delevingne says, because she's a bit of a geologist as well. Yeah. He says this this uh, stone is only from one uh, cliffside in France. Uh, it's in the Dordogne region, yeah. and uh, I I would know it anywhere because I I'm French and therefore know every cliff in France. Um, <laughs> that's that's a staple of, of living in France, is it? Yeah. Yeah, you've got to know every cliff in yeah, France. Yeah. Oh, that's that's actually if you because I've been looking at getting dual passport, you know, or trying to get a you know yeah, emigrate yeah. somewhere. Just see what the what the things are. Yeah, um, get French citizenship. I, yeah, see if I because our, our country's falling to pieces. So yeah. um, you know, you've uh, got to know all the cliffs in France. Yeah, to get into to, France. In yeah. order to get into France, you need to know every single cliff in France and what what kind of stone it's made of. Yeah. So anyway, they they <laughs> they climb up this cliff. And there are these mysterious, uh, like creatures mm. uh, that are um, that are following them. Right? right? They're like they, they can't really see them. They're kind of like in the shadows constantly, and they they they're, they're climbing up, and they, they these things climb to the top. They clamber up, boinging from one rock to another, to another, to another, yeah. and they're like biting away at the top of this uh, in the darkness because they're climbing this cliff in the dark. Okay. Um, they're biting away at their, their ropes. Yeah. And the ropes are about to snap. Oh no. Um, as they're climbing up this cliff, and uh, the, these these like weird shadow creatures with strange, uh, s- strange big horn head things are bouncing from rock to rock, 
And they're like, quick, quick, gonna get they're grabbing up to the top of the thing. There's yeah. a hole in the side of this cliff, a little cave. They roll inside just before these things just come down towards them. Get inside. And there's a like torch light inside. And and this this just this eerie silence. Right? They get in and uh there's you can just see the backs of several robed figures. <laughs> We say robed goats. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to several robed figures who oh, are God. staring in, uh, to the back of this cave. Right. Mm. Um, the uh, it's kind of like Plato's cave. You know that yeah. analogy. Yeah, yeah. Right? With a with a see the, essentially a cinema screen. You can see their shadows. Yeah cast onto the back of this wall right yeah and they go around and um they uh brendan Fraser's like hey hello yeah uh touches one of the figures it crumbles to dust oh right ah he's like and meanwhile cara delavine's exploring the back of this cave yeah they can't see because of the the way the light is they can't see into the hood of the cloak Hmm. right because the light's from the back from behind these guys um, they can't see into the hood, hood of this cloak. She, but she says, "What's going on here? Why? What are they, what are they looking at?" And that she sort of rubs the back of the cave, mm. and she realizes it's shiny. Mm. It's a mirror. She looks into the mirror and sees the face of a goat looking back. Oh my god! These four figures, the the men who stare at goats, were goats themselves. All oh along. my god! And and she stares directly into the eyes of these goats. Yeah. Same with Brendan Fraser, and yeah. it's sort of like cut up. It's like the end of two thousand and one: A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Like Cara Delevingne loses most of her hair. Yeah, it's just short now. <laughs> and then and then Brendan Fraser's head explodes, and they're just like. Wow, this is the point the of view of the, the audience. Yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah. end of the film. Yeah, and, the and film. we have one scene afterwards where, um, uh, like, a bunch of um, a, 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 a policeman played mm. by uh, Keanu Reeves, yeah, is uh, investigating um, a bank robbery and a museum robbery. <laughs> it seemed to have it seemed to be somehow connected. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and the the guards of both of those places mm. have no idea why they didn't see the thing happening or try to stop it when they did. Yeah. The bank robbery, they just handed over the money. Yeah. The, um, oh God, the airport, because, they because it stretches back across time. They have no idea. And he's like, all the clues seem to point to this cave in, in, uh, Oh my God. In the thing. And then he closes his book. He says, I need to buy myself some tickets to France. And then, Cut to black and the credits. credits roll. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. The men who stare <laughs> at goats. Yeah. It's a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah. Hello. Just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.